Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listeners, and welcome back to Shocking Lurid Tawdry, a history of American scandal. I'm your host, Casey Howe. And I'm your other host, Mark Pikert. Welcome to another episode where Mr. Mark Peacock Pikert is going to tell mm. us a story. But first, you had a little um, trip to. The one, what is the, I don't know why I'm blanking, to Los Angeles. Uh, I did. I thought you were going to bring up my gas station trip earlier today. Oh, Oh, that too. I forgot about the hot chocolate. I was supposed to ask about that. Oh my God. So I thought, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to run. I'm lunch break. I'm just going to run. I'm going to maybe get a little pack of cigarettes because, Mm -hmm. you know, I need something every now and then. Sure. So I got my Lucky Strikes because I'm in Texas and apparently they sell Lucky Strikes here everywhere. Can't find them <laughs> for anywhere in New York. And you know, I'm a sucker for good packaging plus Mad Men. Oh, uh, so true. And I thought, you know what? I haven't had since I was in high school. A French vanilla cappuccino from a gas station. <laughs> so I sidled on up to that thing and I poured myself a small, I don't need a lot, and I got it and I brought it home and I took a sip and it was gas station hot chocolate. <laughs> oh no. And if there's anything more disgusting than gas station French vanilla cappuccino, I'm here to tell you it's gas station hot chocolate. Oh, that's a real switcheroo that you're not ready for. Plus, how I are you gonna not. how are you gonna smoke those lucky strikes with hot chocolate? That doesn't work. Well, the answer is you don't. Uh I will say it was much thicker than I was prepared for. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a real thick hot chocolate, which also I'm not sure who's buying hot chocolate in Texas in May. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure when it was last serviced. Also, it clearly said French vanilla cappuccino. Yeah. So I don't so their machines wrong. really know. I'm anyway, I could be dead tomorrow. We'll find out. <laughs> well, at least you'll have this last recording. Oh, thank goodness. Final words. Final words. Final words. Uh, But yes, I was just in Los Angeles where I did uh, things like listen to the soundtrack to Chinatown while I took a bus to Chinatown. Yes, I love it. Oh, so on brand. It's a great soundtrack, by the way. Very underrated. Such a good soundtrack. And they initially hired someone else and the movie had a completely different soundtrack and test audiences hated it. So they brought Jerry Goldsmith in last minute and said, I don't know, make it old timey. (laughs) Genius. Genius. Yeah, there's there's a really good book about the making of Chinatown called The Big Goodbye by Sam Lawson. He's the guy who did 
Fifth Avenue 5 a.m. about the making of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, cool. That's a yeah. cool little like niche genre, right? Like the making yeah. of movies. That's cool. Yeah. I love Chinatown. It's a great movie. I do too. Oh, I love Faye Dunaway's uh, eyebrows in that movie. I mean, did I go to The Prince where <laughs> she and Jack Nicholson filmed a scene and try to get the gay porn star with whom I was uh, dining to take a photo as Jack Nicholson and let me be the Faye Dunaway for once? <laughs> I did. Did. Did, he ag- <laughs> did he agree and acquiesce? He did not. Ugh. Another dream crushed. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Uh, but I did finally meet someone who has a more complicated drink order than you do. Oh, really? That's a high bar. Uh, yeah. The waiter came by to take orders and he said, actually, I'm going to go to the bar because it's pretty complicated. Ugh, you have to. That's smart. Okay. So he knows. He knows. So he came back and I said, what did you get? And he said, a Hendrix martini with, and I couldn't even begin to tell you all of the things that he had added to this martini and then strained out, but it's like cardamom and like, oh, I can't even, like three different things. Oh my gosh. And so when he had him put it in the glass and then, and then toss it? I think I couldn't even begin to tell you because he <laughs> went on and on and on. And I was just like, I don't even know what you're saying. My <laughs> martinis used to be just pluck a martini glass out of the freezer put some ice in a shaker, glug some gin in there, shake it up, pour that gin straight into the glass, maybe toss in an anchovy if I'm hungry, and then drink it. Yeah, pretty much. If we were feeling if we were feeling really feisty, maybe a blue cheese olive, but please don't put it in my martini. Please serve it on the side. Otherwise it gets cloudy and that ruins the aesthetic. Thank you. You know, I just want a bar snack. That's I don't true. need a garnish. <sighs> so true. We're looking for this to be the food. Thank you. Yeah. I, don't put a garnish in my cocktail because that displaces the gin. Ugh, so true. Now you're just, now I know you under poured it because you gave me a third olive. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know. So I know there's extra gin in that shaker and you better pour that in a little uh, pony dirty glass ice. for me. Dirty ice. That's why here's your God. PSA for the day. Always ask for the dirty ice. You're welcome. You're welcome. This episode brought to Man, you by Lucky you Strikes have- and Hendrix. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's every episode. That's Ultimately, true. the like, subtext of every episode, Lucky Strikes and Hendrix. <laughs> but yes, the ma'am, would you like the dirty ice on the side? You got to be quick too, because especially if you're sitting at a bar, if you're sitting at a bar, it's easier. But be, you got to be quick because uh, those bartenders, they taught, it's like a reflex. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But they'll no. throw that shaker out so fast. Dirty ice, remind them. Don't be shy about it. Uh, and my other life You're lesson welcome. from <laughs> Los Angeles is if you ever want to feel invisible, uh, have an early dinner in West Hollywood with a gay porn star. Oh, mm, that's fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult okay. to find someone who can outshine my beauty, but that's so I did true. It. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't care a for challenge it. accepted. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, really? They were all about him, huh? And they were like, uh, I and, mean, and just, <laughs> honestly, I have seen some pictures. Uh, so, you know, the, the most gorgeous man I have ever met in person, movie stars included, uh, <laughs> zero sexual chemistry. <sighs> the only man I've never had sexual chemistry with. That's a crime. I'm sorry. But I guess for your professional relationship, that's good. I guess. I guess. Disappointing. 
<laughs> mm. You know? Ugh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. I blame sobriety. Oh, so true. That's my answer for everything. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Too dangerous. Yep. Anyway. And here we are. And here we are. (laughs) Sober and celibate. Oh, good. (laughs) We love alliteration. There we go. I think we went through some alliteration um, uh, naming exercises for the podcast, but we did, they didn't stick. This one, this one really, really jumped out. So that's uh, good. I think that you made me jump through multiple alliteration hoops for the title of this podcast. I don't recall you contributing any ideas. Oh, no, no, no. I use this as the royal we. It's not a, it's not a, <laughs> an actual we. No, I just kept saying, mm, no, <laughs> mm, I don't think so. Could be better. <laughs> God, well, you know what? You know that that's the way to get the best work out of me. I know. It's really just, it's because it's like I'm your your Anna Wintour when you, I just keep being like bullying you into doing your best work. And that is apparently the way you shine. So anytime well, you need that. It's the- it's the only way I've been managed, that's for sure. <laughs> it's more just training and training and life experience that yep. forces you into that. Okay. Well we'll try and we'll try and be more positive about it moving forward. Yeah, I mean we'll we can try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you have a fine scandal for us today, I hear. I don't know what it is or anything about it, but I am excited about having a story told Casey Marie Howe (laughs) I'm here to tell you today the story of Pia Zadora and her golden globe from 1982 what I don't know about this one Ooh, fun so, as you may have heard, being an awards aficionado, and oh, by right. aficionado, Sorry, yes. I mean making bank on awards so, nominations. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, strategy. Uh, Got it. The Golden Globes are in a little bit of hot water these days. They sure are. What? Uh, because all of the actors who have been interviewed by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and its 90-so members uh, just looked up this year and realized there are no Black members. What? No. Yes, this they was just, apparently news this, to everyone this must, year. They must have been. They must have had. They must have had people of color on in their membership, and it just lapsed or something. Like they didn't pay the, like a dues issue or something. They must have had for sure. No, it's always yeah. been a bunch of white people. Oh my! Weird. No, that's doesn't. That's not good. Oh, shocking! Lurid, tawdry. <laughs> So the Golden Globes currently, as of this recording, uh, has been canceled on NBC for the upcoming year. So there will be no televised 2022 Golden Globes. Right. Uh, Tom Cruise is so outraged by their bigoted, misogynist behavior, he returned his three Golden Globe statuettes in a box to their office. (laughs) No way. Uh, I didn't hear that. Oh. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
Uh, meanwhile, everyone's applauding him, and I'm like, he is a proud Scientologist. Yeah. Maybe let's, let's... not get too excited that he returned hardware. <laughs> yeah. Let's not praise Liz Cheney too hard. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and there are lots of other things. There are lots of other things going on. But at the crux of it, I'm sitting here watching everyone very rightly call out the Hollywood Foreign Press Association yeah. and the Golden Globes while having profited off of them for many, many years. The only reason this organization of 90 or so voting members. Yeah. It's that small people. And for comparison, and for comparison, the Oscars have about 9,000 voting members. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I want to say the Emmys have 20,000. Yeah, it's about 20, yep. So the only reason that 90 people <laughs> have been elevated to this status is because it was in everyone's best interest to do so. Sure. And it was in everyone's best interest to occasionally mock the Golden Globes and their wackadoodle nominations and their crazy wins until it wasn't. Yeah. So yes, call them out. Absolutely. However, maybe ask yourself how you helped contribute to their prominence. Fair point. Uh, because let's be very clear, the Golden Globes have always been problematic. <laughs> and... To say the one least. of the one of the main charges leveled against it is in 1982, Pia Zadora won a Golden Globe for Best Female Newcomer. Okay, that was apparently an award then. Great, good for them. It was. It was retired uh, two years later, <laughs> possibly partly because of the outcry, which is that her wealthy husband, who financed the movie for which she won, Butterfly bought her the award now this is this is hollywood lore okay everyone knows pia zadora mm -hmm. her husband bought her a golden globe oh pia zadora you mean the one who like bought her golden globe got it okay for context the year that she won best female newcomer she beat out kathleen turner for body heat oh my god what right so somebody went hmm that seems odd that so doesn't check out. <laughs> here, is, here is the story of Pia Zadora and her allegedly purchased Golden Globe. Okay. Pia Zadora is a child actress on Broadway. She uh, is in a bunch of things. She, her first movie as a child is Santa and the Martians or Santa Saves the Martians. Some terrible like Z-list sci-fi movie that people love to like hate watch. Sure. I don't know. I've dated too many men who were into terrible movies. I, that's how I've seen uh, Linda Blair in The Exorcist 2. And Linda Blair in Roller Boogie. Oh, I forgot about Roller Boogie. Never saw that because you don't watch it. But, you know. The roller, the roller derby disco movie that's worse than Xanadu. Oh. I've seen a lot of bad movies. So she grows up, she's doing national tours, she's doing Broadway. And when she is on the tour of Applause, the musical adaptation of All About Eve starring Alexis Smith, she meets a wealthy financier uh, named 
Oh, what is this? Where is it? It's in there. I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. It is in here somewhere. Oh, Meshulam Reekless. Oh, right. Rolls off the tongue. Got it. Okay. So throughout this story, you are going to hear, and these are still repeated phrases today in 2021. You're going to hear a lot of very coded language around Pia Zadora, her marriage, and her career. Okay. One of the first coded messages is she met him on the bus and truck tour of applause. So I want to be very clear. Bus and truck is a very derogatory way of phrasing a tour. I cannot speak to the quality or the budget of this particular tour of applause. However, it did star Alexis Smith, who was a Tony winner at the time. So it was not as if she was doing community theater. Sure. Okay. Okay. So she meets this wealthy financier. Uh, They get married. He's uh, maybe twice his age, twice her age. Okay. Yeah, a little over twice her age. Uh, They get married when she's 23. Okay. Mm, Got it. Uh, In 2010, uh, a writer referred to her as his child bride. Aye, aye, aye. But she was, again, she was 23. Right. And so that makes he was, what, roughly 50 at the time? Ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not the most outrageous age difference. No, but par for the course. Also, what? That's crazy. They were so far apart married in age? for about, they were about, She's they so were young. married for about 20 years. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. So he does what any wealthy husband does if he has a, a performer wife. Uh, he helps her out. So sure. he's on the board of DuBernay. She becomes the spokesperson for DuBernay. He finances some shows for her on the Riviera. She can sing. She can dance. Uh, she acts. Uh, A triple her abilities threat. at all three of those are uh, routinely questioned. Okay. I'm not here to say how talented she was in any of those departments. Uh, and then in 1981, uh, her husband... Rickless finances her major motion picture debut as a leading lady. It is an adaptation of a James M. Cain book, Butterfly. Uh, It's about, oh, it's real tawdry. It's about a woman who shows up at her father's, at the silver mine her father is watching that is shut down. And she's like, basically, she's like, daddy, the man who owns the silver mine got me pregnant and run off. So what I'm going to do is I want you to reopen the mine so that we can get the rest of the silver and make some money. And if you and I happen to have sex together, as long as it feels good. Okay. I'm looking at the movie poster though. And it's Orson Welles, isn't it? Orson Welles is in there. Ed McMahon is in there. Stacy Keach plays her father. Oh, okay. Okay, so sorry. Anyway, this I just is, saw the movie poster. Know, the movie poster alone is a lot. That must be her father decent... in the cowboy hat. Anyway, yes. moving on. I don't mean to. Ew. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it's a decent cast. Yeah, not a, not a, yeah, sure. Trying to make it a thing. So here's where things go cattywampus for Peter Zadora. <laughs> uh, and here's 
I'm going to walk you through what happened and then let's talk about their reaction to what happened. Okay. So the movie is ultimately released nationwide February 5th, 1982. She wins the Golden Globe for Best Female Newcomer January 30th, 1982. So a week before the movie is actually released in theaters. Okay. Not uncommon for listeners, FYI. Not necessarily uh, anything fishy there. No. Yeah. There are lots of pre-screenings, that kind of stuff. For instance, this year, the Golden Globe nominations came out February 3rd, and Sia's motion picture music <laughs> did not be re- was not released until february 12th was that released mm, unclear <laughs> <laughs> unclear but another great example of a classic golden globes nomination now the rules for nominations for the golden globes is anything on tv they basically just have to have access to it Right. For right. it to be eligible within the time frame. So anything that has aired on TV is up for grabs. If it's a movie, they have to be invited to a screening. That can be a private screening. That can be a public screening. It does not have to be Golden Globes specific. So what her husband does is, according to a people.com story, uh, November 4th, 1981, so three months before the awards uh he has members of the foreign press uh who were based in los angeles or sorry were based in las vegas to see piazzadora's nightclub act at the riviera uh, a month and a half later uh more hfpa members had lunch and a private screening of butterfly at their beverly hills mansion which by the way was pickfair mary pickford and douglas fairbanks mansion love that and they purchased it and then basically tore down the house and all of Hollywood was like, these nouveau riche assholes. And Pia Zadora has publicly said it was impossible to renovate. (sighs) There was just too much wrong with it. It was just easier to tear it down. And also they don't, they don't owe you a pick fair. No, no. No, you want to keep your pick fair, make it a historical monument and buy it as a city. Fine. Done. Yes. Yours. Like you That's can it. you can be upset that they tore down a private house. <laughs> but it's Come just on. one of the many is one of the many charges that has has been leveled against her. Okay. And it's just law of attrition. Like all of these things keep mounting up and now sure. Piazadora's name is just shorthand for joke. Right, right. Okay. Uh, So here's some other outrageous things that her husband did. Uh, He mounted a publicity blitz with Mm -hmm. spreads on Pia in Playboy and New York Magazine. Can you believe he bought advertising for this movie? (laughs) Oh my gosh. He was really the first Harvey Weinstein in the advertising Uh, sense, not the other one. Sorry. Yeah, we need to come up with it. We can't even say Scott Rudin anymore. (laughs) I know. Ugh. Anyway, we're going to so, workshop that, guys. January 21st, January 21st, they vote on the awards. Nine days later, Pia wins the award at the ceremony. She is stunned. She has said that she got up on stage 
and she's so overcome. She's looking at the audience and she sees Sally Field and she thinks, okay, I'm just going to focus on Sally Field. And she sees Sally Field turn to someone and mouth, Pia who? Oh no. Oh. Oh. So that's it, Casey. That's what happened. Okay. That's the amount of him purchasing a globe for his oh that's it so he held a lunch he bought advertising and he did there was a there was a third one the first one that you mentioned he invited people to see her at a show so basically he's doing he's doing stuff that you know is part of marketing yeah he's essentially just marketing her as a candidate he might have purchased them watches yeah, there's always that rumor about like gifting, but that's also completely legal in the rules of HFPA. And until just this year, they were like, we're going to change our gifting rules. And I was like, it's about damn time because there were yes. all sorts of rumors about like different publicists. And I don't want to get the actor's name wrong and, and throw them under the bus, but like somebody's publicists. Yeah, like sending people watches and jewelry and like it, that's just not not that's not a hollywood secret like that was is very common when it comes to the hfpa because they're only 90 people and you don't even need all 90 like so so this is such a scandal that's crazy in 1982 this is like and when do people like start digging into this is it like immediately like as soon as she wins okay immediately okay but also, uh, I can actually tell you right now that people.com or people.com, People Magazine wrote an article titled, How Did Actress Pia Zadora Ever Win a Golden Globe? February 22nd, 1982. Okay. So, imme- okay, so immediately. She won February 5th. That's so crazy. Like, that's just. Either he was the first one to do it and they went, oh, Lord, is me. And then went, well, that was a pretty smart idea. Let's do that from now on. Or people have been doing it for years and they just didn't like her. There are three subcategories under controversy on the Golden Globes Wikipedia page. One of them is when the FCC looked into their voting basically and said oh no and they were banned from being aired on network television for almost a decade really one of them is when they nominated the tourist starring johnny depp and angelina jolie in comic the musical (laughs) and one of them is pia zadora Uh, so okay here are all like so that's what happened okay he did a good job of marketing her, uh, apparently better than they did for Kathleen Turner and Body Heat. Uh, and the HFPA chose her. Went for and it. And she got blamed for it. Yeah. Shouldn't the, gl- yeah. So uh-huh. everyone all, anytime someone writes about this now, they all talk about, uh, they all quote this New York Times review by Vincent Canby of the movie. Uh, and they all quote, Two words. Pia Zadora described as spectacularly inept by the New York Times. And if you actually read the review, which is 
not entirely a negative review, by the way. Uh, the actual quote in context is, Miss Zadora is not a convincing actress, but by being spectacularly inept, however, she somehow epitomizes the erotic vulgarity of Kane's fiction. She's an old man's idea of wickedness. So he's saying she didn't necessarily do it through craft, but she got it done. Yes. Yeah. And the Variety Review, which no one quotes, says Zadora, in her screen debut, has most of the picture's best moments and registers well with her little girl looks and Lolita sensuality. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So they so he just marketed her better than everybody else and Hollywood just didn't like her. Oh, sorry. I lost I lost you. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Okay, okay. Hi, I'm here. Um so basically he marketed her better and Hollywood just didn't like her. So she actually has a really good quote about Hollywood. She said, uh, the Hollywood industry may resent somebody infringing on their territory, which is a natural thing. You don't come out of nowhere and win a Golden Globe. If I were a struggling little actress who won, they'd say, oh, come on, sweetheart, you won, great. And I'd be part of their clique. But no, they don't have that power over me. I'm not at their mercy. That may be what they resent. Ooh, I like that. Now, I'm certainly not saying that Pia Zadora, who only went on to star to headline three more movies, none of which anyone talks about. They talk about the lonely lady because uh, I think Ray Liotta uh, rapes her with a garden hose in that one. Oh, cool, 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 great. Also produced by her husband. Okay. Uh, I'm certainly not saying that Pia Zadora is God's gift to acting. Uh, <laughs> she herself has said, I'm often compared to Meryl Streep. As in, Pia Zadora is no Meryl Streep. <laughs> However, I will say that having, making her the poster girl for what is wrong with awards is extremely unfair rather than making the Golden Globes the poster right. for what is wrong with awards. Right. And she eventually, like later in the 80s, she had some hits with her music career get out good for her so it's not as if she was without talent mm -hmm. uh, you may know her from uh naked gun she is singing uh she's yes. the one singing when leslie nielsen comes out with the top hat and the king yeah that's i Pizador. knew she looked vaguely familiar and i'm not you know i just i mean you know not a naked gun aficionado but i have seen it so um, but oh. yes, that's why I was like, I was like, she kind of looks familiar. I, oh, okay, that's her. Got it. And people love to comment on her appearance. She is routinely referred to as chipmunk cheeked. <laughs> Vincent Canby in the New York Times review said something along the lines of, she looks like Brigitte Bardot put through a garbage compactor. <gasps> oh yeah, but she still to this day remains a punchline. Uh, many people may know Pia Zadora as uh, the actress about whom the apocryphal story is told that she was starring in a production of The Diary of Anne Frank and she was so bad when the Nazis appeared on stage, someone in the audience screamed, she's in the attic! <laughs> oh no! Oh. 
as far as I know, that's not true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. You know, yeah, oh, I don't want to keep going. Do you have more? I would, because I have a comment. I just missed what you said. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Um, no, I said, I said, do you have, do you have more? I don't want to interrupt, but I have a comment. Is, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of a little bit, I mean, this is a stretch, but I think you'll get it. Is like, she's a little bit of a Tanya Harding. Yes. Like a little bit of like, cause I looked, I, sorry, I looked up her, um, her picture and everything to see if like the visual and like all her pictures are, yeah, she's got, she's it's the 80s she's got like the big blonde hair and the make and like she's like a little bombshell and a little snapper and it's like i feel like she they just didn't like her they were just like yeah you're not you've got this rich husband and you're just acting for fun and whatever and like not that that was tanya harding's story at all but i feel like tanya harding got villainized quite a bit because people like she just wasn't part of the group so anyway. yes, very much. And at least Tanya Harding had undeniable talent. Uh, yeah. Isadora, you know, uh, was she great in Butterfly? Probably not. Did the movie give her room to be great? Probably not. Fair. Right. Uh, but she continued working. Uh, John Waters is a huge fan, no surprise, and cast her in Hairspray. Okay, there you go. So, but, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's like the poster child for everything wrong with the Golden Globes. But yet, yes. and they facilitated so, all of it. It was so, like, people just, she was a running punchline throughout the 80s. Uh, the Razzie Awards in their first years had a newsletter, and they had a Pia Zadora regular column keeping everyone up to date about what she was doing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a the bit only, of a, under the bus. She was nominated for Worst Actress of the 80s by the Razzie Awards and lost to Madonna. Oh my gosh. That's just rude. But also, really, Madonna? We're gonna, we, we need to go there? Evita? Yeah. Mm, I mean, who's that girl comes to mind? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's but crazy. Once again, a possibly corrupt organization continues to prosper and Piazzadora gets thrown under the bus because her husband had more money and marketing savvy than anyone else. I... Like, is it questionable the extent to which he campaigned for his wife slash star of his movie? Maybe. But. But also, but. like, you as an organization accepted his invitations. Yeah. And then did it. Like, it would have been one thing if they were like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Thanks for the lunch. Or no, we're not going to your lunch because that violates X, Y, and Z of their high moral code. But they didn't. So they they did it. They're just as complicit. If you think that what he did was wrong, then what they did was also wrong. 
Yes. So. Uh, and now and Peter's door is yeah. synonymous with corruption. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. What a fun, I did not know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't love that narrative for her. No, uh, I don't either. Poor is Pia Zadora. I, I really got very in her corner doing research on this <laughs> in a way that I was not prepared to feel so emotionally invested in Pia Zadora. <laughs> but here we are. You're like stopping so mean to her. Life's yeah. a journey. Life's I mean, a journey. like people are just so brutal. Which, like, look, it's fun to it's fun to nag on people that are inept or possibly financed by someone who should know better and sure. not being displayed at their best. But there's a big difference between nominating her for worst actress of the entire decade and making her one of the line items of Golden Globe scandals. Yeah. Yeah. And making her the making her bear the brunt of that scandal. Right. Right. I think that's something that can be absolutely corrected and just this and, and I think your your opening part about how so many of the actors are now saying oh we can't possibly what happened you, this has been so corrupt and awful and I refuse to be affiliated with it and I said then you need to release all of like all the I'm not releasing but like you can't then demonize the actors for doing what they did to get their golden globes, you know, it's, they were just playing the game and. Or acknowledge your own complicity. Yeah. Previously and say, you know what? It was part of the, it was part of the deal. We had to do sure. this press tour. Uh, I was, I had a contract with the studio. I had to sure. do X, Y, and Z press awards equal box office. However, going forward, I will no longer be participating in that because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Sure. Oh my gosh. But I mean, it's so, so easy to speak out against the Golden Globes, but uh, who are the Hollywood stars speaking out against Scott Rudin? I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening. I, oh, crickets? Is that crickets? It, it sounds like, it sounds like the, uh, the launch reception of our podcast. Is it? Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People love it. We have five-star reviews. Yes, I uh, stood over people in Los Angeles while they gave us those five-star reviews. So I know that they're real. It's genuine. That's how you win a Golden Globe. Well done, Mark. See, you, if you, you learned anything, it's how to campaign. Mm -hmm. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>